0: midi are a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. They live inside me. Inside your cells, yes. And we are symbionts with them. Symbionts? Life forms living together for mutual advantage. Without the midi life could not exist, and we would have no knowledge of the Force. They continually speak to us, telling us the will of the Force. When you learn to quiet your mind, You'll hear them speaking to you. I don't understand. The time and training, Annie, you Hey everyone! In this video, we're going to do a 10 interesting facts of Qui-Gon Jinn, with an extra two bonus facts at the end. I hope you all enjoy. Without further ado, let's begin. 1. Origins. Although some wonder what his homeworld really is, many have come to speculate that it is Coruscant, during the decline of the Galactic Republic. He was discovered at a very early age to have Force abilities. 2. Admittance Being admitted to the Jedi Academy at a very young age due to his strong affinity with the Force, Qui-Gon was noted as one of the more talented Jedi at the Academy. His calmness and ability to see into the future surpassed his classmates, not to mention his ability in hand-to-hand combat was nothing to be taken lightly during sparring practice. 3. Meeting Dooku at the age of 10, Qui Gon entered the Exhibition Day tournament, where young students were encouraged to show their skills to other masters and spectators so that they may receive a Jedi Master of their own. Jin easily defeated all of his opponents and faced off against a childhood friend of his at the Jedi Academy, named Tal, a female who befriended Jin at a very early age. Jin's astonishing skills bested her as well, taking first place from all of the contestants without a sweat on his brow. As Dooku saw him in the arena, he was astonished by the young Jedi's lightsaber skills and force abilities. Seeing much potential in him, he decided to take him under his wing as Master and Padawan. 4. Dooku's Last Words After years together, learning everything Dooku had to teach him on countless missions to other worlds and star systems, his training was finally complete, and he was ready to become a Jedi Knight. Upon their last day bound by Master and Padawan, Dooku left Jin with a few last words. He told him of his only weakness. And that, it was his compassion for all life. Dooku warned him that it is an inevitability that betrayal would come from a friend. Which, he couldn't have said it any better, as we know how Anakin turned to the dark side later on. 5. His first apprentice. It's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Qui-Gon actually had two apprentices before Obi-Wan. His first was named Femur, who upon knighting him, the council also granted Jin the rank of Master. At this point, Master Qui-Gon took another apprentice, a boy he had sent to the council while he was still just a Jedi Knight. The boy was named Xanatos, from the planet Telos IV. 6. Failed Padawan During their missions together, they eventually went to stop Xanatos' father, who was a corrupt king on his home world. During a feud, Qui-Gon was forced to kill him, causing Xanatos to be enraged and turned to the dark side. Attacking his master. Returning to the Jedi Council with the information of his Padawan's turn to the dark side of the Force, he swore to never have another Padawan again for as long as he lived. 7. He knew Darth Plagueis. On a later mission to the world Sereno, Qui-Gon traveled with his old master Dooku, as well as Master sifo and Jocasta Nu. The mission involved a boardroom debate that was held for hours on end with a man named Ego Damask, which was the real name of Darth Plagueis. Jin and Damask debated on points covering the Damask Holdings, which was a financial plan in alliance with a large bank that controlled much of the galaxy's money and power. Excusing himself from the room, the later Darth Plagueis complimented Jin's kind manners to Dooku. On his behalf. 8 Kenobi. Swearing to never take another apprentice after his last turn to the dark side, Jin was encouraged by Yoda to take on another. However, refusing, he agreed to watch the older students from the temple in a tournament that took place. One of these students included Obi-Wan Kenobi. Watching him, he was impressed with his skills just like Dooku had taken interest on him. However, thinking nothing of it, He flew to his next mission on the planet Bandomir. Here he was reunited with Kenobi who had also gone there, however, to work at an agricultural factory. Seeing this as a waste of the boy's talent, Jin told him to join him on his mission, which involved protecting the innocent from pirates and later being ambushed by his old padawan, Xanatos. After their spontaneous mission, Jin discovered Kenobi's true potential and took him as his new and final padawan learner. The two became best friends, creating a bond more like father and son. 9. Darkseid Emergence Remember Tall, whom I mentioned was Jin's childhood friend from the Jedi Temple when they were just kids? They eventually admitted their strong attraction for one another. During a mission of hers that went wrong, Jin and Kenobi went searching for her. For four days, Qui-Gon did not sleep once, not while her life was at stake. Eventually finding her and Balog, the man who had drugged her into paralysis and held her captive. Threatening to inject her once more with one fatal dose of poison, Jin quickly harnessed for speed to cut off Balog's finger, forcing him to escape. Jin took Tal to the capital city in the hopes of healing her at the hospital. Her injuries too grave, she died in her bed in front of Jin's eyes. The pain was too much for him to handle. Letting out a loud cry of anguish, he melted into a state of depression and grew strong dark side emotions within him, rooted on revenge. 10. The Voice of an Angel Upon tracking down Balog, Jin cornered him and ignited his lightsaber to mutilate and end his life. However, he was interrupted with a voice inside him begging for him not to do so. Listening to this voice, he sheathed his lightsaber and became aware of the path he was heading down. He learned to repress his anger and reflect upon his thoughts. Tal's quiet voice was the voice of reason that urged him to stop along with Kenobi's previous pleas to his master. After Tal's death, Qui-Gon was never the same, much more guarded, cold, and drawn back than he was before. It would later serve him well, however, as he always trusted the voice of reason from this day forth. 11. Force Ghost. Did you know that Qui-Gon was the first Jedi to pass on his knowledge of becoming a force ghost? His voice returns as a ghost in episode 2 where Anakin kills the Tusken Raiders in his fit of rage, as you can see in this scene here. This is why you see Yoda and Obi-Wan acquire this ability in the original trilogy of movies. Qui-Gon learned this ability on one of his missions from the Shaman of the Wills, which I have a video on that I'll link down below for your convenience. 12. All the doors and ceilings for the movie set in The Phantom Menace had to be redone for Liam Neeson's large 6 foot 4 inch height. This cost the studio over $150,000 extra. Talk about a giant Jedi. Thank you so much for watching this episode. Qui-Gon is one of my favorite Jedi. He was just so confident and wise, and he always stuck to his own code above anyone else's. Even the Jedi Councils. As he states himself in an interview, which I only assume is what he gathered from Lucas and the scripts that he read. Check out my other videos below, I'll list some of my favorites for you. Or if you want other videos, I have almost 100 videos now on my channel. So you can pretty much find a wide variety of info, fan fiction, interesting facts, and theories at your fingertips. Enjoy everyone and I'll see you all in tomorrow's episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, I wish you a great day or night wherever you are in the galaxy watching this, Stay mindful, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, and as always, may the Force be with you.